Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode one thirty six for uh, what is the week of July tenth, twenty ten. I'm your host, Chris Privetier. I'm here with Michael Tidwell. That'd be me. Anna Marie Neufeld. Good morning. Emmanuel Marino. Hi. And Phil Willis. Salutations, felicitations, and jubilations. Happy to bring another podcast to you all. Um, why don't we jump right into it? I got some feedback from last week. Uh, right? Uh, everybody's too hot to waste time this week. So that's like, that's why there's stories. Let's do it's it. like, it's, oh, it's warm. Warm. We have to turn off our fans. <laughs> so... we, it's like, it's, we have to turn off our fans in order to podcast without it like going like <laughs> into your microphone, which would be really annoying. Or wear did. your headset backwards, or yeah, something. or wear your headset backwards, yeah. So, so we just gotta, we just gotta, we gotta keep moving, gotta keep moving, gotta keep moving. All right, first off, terrible. email about Dungeon it's Siege Two. Oh, whoa, 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 man, he's in, right right interrupting the show. You, you derailed me. It better be good. No, <laughs> he's got nothing, huh? <laughs> you shocked him. He's like nothing. Uh, you got uh, nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm disappointed. Wow, he really doesn't have anything. Hello, I, did I scare him off the internet? So. No, I'm still here. I'm just <laughs> waiting for you to continue. <laughs> waiting for the hipster to show up. All right. First letter from Mozillus. Michael. What? I say. Dungeon Siege 2 had dialogue trees, which actually had... Dungeon Siege had an... 2 was a horribly boring game. Oh, okay. <laughs> like my like how I feel about Paper Mario 1? Oh, Not sure. Oh, that's what I said. Which actually had You're a negative... You're alone on that one. I know I'm alone on that one. It put me to sleep. Which actually had a negative impact on the dungeon, on the game, in my opinion, he says. He, she, Azilla says. The developers clearly tried to improve on the storytelling side of things from Dungeon Seed 1, but fell into the trap of thinking more story equals better story. You actually had to read through and understand the dialogue trees to get the quest you needed, which was no fun given that the story was about as bland and poorly written as could be. Sacred 2's story was miles better. <clears throat> Handing the reins to Obsidian seems like a logical move in that light. I don't know if I follow that, but all right. Based on comments from Obsidian, it sounds like the story in Dungeon Siege 3 is going to branch in just a few places, sticking mostly to linear storytelling, but allowing for the player to have some impact on the way it develops. Granted, I haven't seen any gameplay yet, but I expect the action RPG gameplay to remain relatively close to the party-based combat system seen in the first two games, with some allowances made to adapt the con- controls to consoles. You'd have to expect it to control best on the PC. See, Dragon Age. I'm really looking forward to this game, if you couldn't tell that by now. Hope to hear some impressions of the game by, from you once it is playable. Okay. Well, um, <clears> didn't <throat> we put impressions up on that, or no? Um, maybe I was no. supposed to write those. Yeah. Anyway, so what we saw basically was a single-player uh, foray. They went through a couple areas, and it was totally... It wasn't a party-based system until pretty much the end of the demo where they brought in another girl, and that was when they just showed how you could just pick up another controller and your friend could play with you. So they didn't really play with the party mechanics too much. Um, they did mention quite a bit more branching than apparently they've mentioned officially. Um, I don't know if you... Maybe I'm misremembering this, man, but I thought they were like, it was going to branch more than a couple times. Like they were going to have distinct paths. I, I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> Two weeks is too long. <laughs> so... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how far they do branch it out. They were obviously still working on uh, the fine details when we had our interview. But uh, I didn't, yeah, I, I, you know, I played the first two. The first one was pretty good, and the second one was pretty boring. And uh, they didn't show any of the party mechanics that you basically relied on in the first two. So I'm curious to see how that does pan out once they get it to that stage. Hmm. All right. 
next letter was from Casrico, uh, and he said, responding to our discussion last week about games we'd like to see in HD, he gave us some suggestion for PS2 games he'd like to see in HD. First up, Sweet Code in 3, 4, and 5. Oh. Mm-hmm. He said 1 uh, and 2 would be good as well, but they're on PlayStation 1. Uh, I just want to Sweet Code in Collection at this point. Hey, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I picked up yeah. Suicode in one on my PSP, but I haven't played it yet. I, I think I have it too, but I want two because that's the one that costs so much. Oh yeah, it does. An arm and a leg. <laughs> I thought I that was out there just... too. I guess not. No, they still haven't put it out on PSN. That's too bad. They need to do that. Get on that, people. Uh, on, also Konami. suggest also suggest Grandia two, Grandia Extreme, and Grandia three. Which, based on my understanding, Extreme and three were crap, weren't they? No, three was okay. I'm um, the only one in existence that loves Extreme. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you. Let's okay, do. So let's, three was yeah, good. Okay. Huh? All right. Extreme was good until you got to a point where, like, you know, that was a great good time. Why don't you just do it all over again at harder levels? Mm. And I was oh, like, is well, that, that like was, Dragon Quarter? But that wasn't no, too bad until they decided to do is, it again. Yeah, there's only I think five dungeons in the game. Five dungeons. Yeah. And you go through them three times. That sounds like Odin Sphere. No, Odin Sphere was five times. Mm. <laughs> there were more than four or five times. Each dun- time it's harder. It was just well, like no, Odin Sphere. Each, each time they just made your character more gimpy is what it was. Uh. <laughs> Here, here's a really fun thing where you get to kill everything really fast. And now do it with a character that has a bow that arches uh, in front of you. I still love the bunny in that game in Odin Sphere. That was a great character. Odin just Sphere spin was- around. He was a spinning ball of death in the air. It was great. I think I own that game and haven't played it. You should at least play through like one or two of the campaigns, yeah. 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 Need to get time. All right. uh, Let's see. We've got an. We've got. This is interesting. We have. I have to do this right. Um, More silent time. Marcus figures out crap. Okay, so G Dog Tuck sent this sent this email in, and he said, Uh uh, "Do you guys care about iPhone and Android?" Because that's kind of what this is about. And yeah. Know, it's kind of a tech news story, essentially. <gasps> Not tech news now! He's basically responding to the fact that all I own are Apple products as far as portable mobile devices go and takes it to kind of like mean that I don't know what the comp- competition can do, even though I've been following it really, 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 really closely. Um, but you don't he, have one? I don't own one because it's not this year. Like I said, next year I'm going to consider that. Chris, I'm sad. Why are you sad? Your phone is broken. Why? The case is cracked. Oh, in a bad way? Well, probably not a way you're going to be able to resell it. Well, how'd you break it? Jerk. That I don't know. I just I looked yesterday at the baseball game and I'm like, uh-oh, why is there a crack in the back? Oh. Hmm. Alright, so he... <laughs> The way he he Just has like he has something I can read for his for his submission. G Dog Tuck does, but he said he also turned it into a. Uh, this is great. He told me to search for RP Gamer Android, and then it will be on the top of the results, and it'll be named RP Gamer Android Example for Chris. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to actually search for the name of the movie, <laughs> which is RP Gamer Android Example for Chris. I want to search for RP Gamer Android. So much porn I get. <laughs> yeah. Role playing gaming androids. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a peripheral that Michael might be into. No? I not no. No. Hey, look, really? Does it have one. scales? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Number one. 110 Number views one. so far. Here we go. 
So I'm going to play the audio for this. I can't really show it to you. Ooh, I actually, I could try to. This will be fun. Um, I'm going to hit play on both the uh, the stream computer and uh, the portable one that's going into the microphone at the same time. And, da, 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 da. and we'll see if, uh, if the uh, chat room can kind of keep up. So we'll see how this goes. Is this where we don't talk? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So we should stop talking now. I don't know. Not, I was just trying to find paper Mario. Yeah, this oh. is uh, G-Dog Tuck, and I'm doing kind of a video submission this week. Uh, Chris, when he got Chaos Rings on his iPhone, mentioned that the he doesn't know why any gamer wouldn't have an iPhone. And though I don't want to turn this into any kind of a like a flame war for an iPhone versus Android kind of thing, I just wanted to kind of show you that the Android can actually do some of this stuff. Um, so you talk about like Battle.net having its um, authenticator, which this has. Uh, I can, uh, of course, do the auction house on here, check the armory, check the realm status. That's all on there. Um, but another thing I can do is, as a gamer that I would like, is I, I can actually play uh, Zelda games. Or not really Zelda games. Uh, what I mean is Game Boy Advance games. So... I was kind of just in a Game Boy Advance app. It's still open in the background. So here's me running around in Zelda, in which if this is on the podcast, anyone can hear that that's obviously Zelda. So I can actually just throw that down. It's still actually open and running, and I can actually just jump into Super Nintendo and maybe play some Super Metroid. Actually, that's not an RPG, so... (laughs) It's okay. It's still good. Play what I actually meant to play, which is <clears throat> So now he has two games. That's such an iconic sound. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can actually just hop right back out of that. I can jump in the browser. I can go to your website if I wanted to, and I'm sure it'll be one of the uh, suggested ones. There we go. So I'm popping your website, and I can actually open up another window, and... Uh, just jump into, here's my next window. So, there, I can manage windows anyway. Um, I could do the Final Fantasy Tribute from Newgrounds. And I can actually load up the Flash video and watch it right on the screen. Do go to Newgrounds anymore? And no, I'm not going to actually do that here so. because that would be ridiculous if someone's just looking at I get links for it sometimes. It's loading up right now. That's Flash playing on my phone as standard. And that's actually something that the iPhone's never going to have. Which, like I said, not start flame war, but I'm just saying. Flame um, war! So let's say I'm just saying. Neener, neener. My Facebook. Yeah, I'm just saying. Up yours. <laughs> messages, my Gmail. <clears throat> what does this have to do with anything, actually? This is like LimeWire on my phone. Um, I still have all that open. I'm still playing Game Boy Advance. I'm no, still playing We're Super talking. Nintendo. While I could be logging into my authenticator if I wanted to. Which is still open. Uh, while the <laughs> web browser literally is still open with everything. And on top of all that, if I wanted to, I can actually access my PC downstairs remotely, which is HP Interact Live. This is my PC downstairs. If I wanted to check maybe downloads or Steam, um, literally you can see as I click it, this is my start menu. Yeah, not on the podcast, um, you can't. But... Anything, 
really anything. I can actually start playing some music downstairs. Let's just start, <clears throat> let's just start streaming so, the podcast while we're doing this. Yeah, that's just a little example of Android. <laughs> says, yeah. So I think I think you're right. If you are a gamer, I would definitely suggest an iPhone or an Android. I'm not. I know uh, an iPhone has a lot of emulators. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot you can do. Uh, but when you're suggesting like uh, get the, you know, Blizzard has this authenticator, blah blah blah. Um, I would definitely call out the Android too, because it's it's doing pretty good for itself so far. It's definitely catching up. But uh, that would be it. Cool. Oh, actually, the one thing I forgot to say: while doing all this, if I wanted to, I could actually be playing your uh, your uh, podcast in the background. So I'm gonna put a little low. But let's say that's playing in the background. So I'm sure you can hear that. While that's going, I can still play my Super Nintendo. Yeah, I heard about that. And it's going. It's not going to quit out of anything. And this is a list of all the apps running. Yes. Just a small list. Anyway, I can just kill all those right away. And I'm back at square one. But that's it. Thanks for watching. All right, first yeah. things first. Yeah. Let me just say... Uh, it's called yeah. iOS 4. I know. So, let's we'll <laughs> like, that. All right, so... Let, to deal with this in a short way that doesn't turn into a flame war. Oh, go ahead. You go for it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Chris, but it just sounds like you're enthusiastic about a platform that you actually own and use. Yeah. And you, and I mean, it's not, you never once like took a crap on Android or Droid or anything that any other companies do. It's just, you simply have an iPhone and you love that companies like Square Enix are actually supporting it with real games and development budgets and teams and marketing and that people actually care about this as a platform. And that's fine. I don't think he's saying, oh, Rar, you bastard, Chris, you never give the Android any love. I mean, this is just the other I side of the coin. The and subtext. I actually really appreciated that. Yeah, that was I, I did subtext. feel the subtext, too. I did feel okay, the Okay, well, I guess the subtext was a little too sub right. for me. So I, just, just to kind of respond to that, um, pretty much every single thing he demonstrated the iPhone can do. Um, it I, was true that the phone he's using, uh, the way it switches tasks is faster than the, than the iPhone does. So that's really nice. Um, he, it, the, he has Flash, what the iPhone doesn't, which is great if you want to play Flash games on your phone. It also destroys your battery. Um, is a fact of life. It's, it's not like if you want Flash, though, it, you don't care if it's going to kill your battery. You want Flash, so get it. That's, that's your phone for you. Um, one, the remote desktop thing, yeah, I do that on my iPhone. The the emulators you need to jailbreak your iPhone for, so that that's pretty much the only the Ooh, only downside. Really? For, yeah, you got a jailbreak for that. Oh yeah, you can download right. emulators. Yeah, you got All a jailbroken right. one. You're 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 good to go for that. <clears throat> um, the problem is it's not legal. He 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 operates under this false assumption that RP gamers should feel free to just get, you know oh I've got I, I own the game so I could use the emulator for it. Well, actually, that's not what it says. That's not how it works. You own a license to play the game on a certain platform. Yeah, you don't actually own the right to emulate that game. So uh, you know you are going into illegal territory. And if you're comfortable doing that, well, more power to you. But you, you got to be aware of what what choices you're making there. Um, what I like about the iPhone is that it's a good platform for officially sanctioned published new games and that's what i've been seeing coming out on the iphone more than the android and that's that's where my propensity for recommending it to gamers comes from not for what you can do with emulation which i know you can do on both and it seems like it'd be a lot easier to do on an android just because you don't have to worry about jailbreaking so you know um now the only thing he showed off that i can't do on my iphone 4 and i'm really jealous of is he killed all his open tasks with one button 
<laughs> I can't do that on iPhone 4 OS 4. <laughs> I really wish I could. <laughs> so, so good demonstration of the phone's abilities. I thought that I've been trying to I've been trying to do a good job of mentioning if an app's available on other platforms that you can get it there too, but I, I must have missed that with the Blizzard app. So, yeah. Uh, uh, lots I, of cool I, things you can do. It just sounded a little vindictive, that whole pot, that whole thing. Like, <laughs> didn't it? Though? He's excited about his phone, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's it like if I just bought a piece of pee. To me. Yeah. No, I especially, I mean, later on, he was like, you know, you can get either one, but I'm just showing that the Android has problems, <laughs> Yeah, that too. was my favorite part. Look at look what you do here. You can do here. By the way, you should get, get either one. But what? what? <laughs> you were so passionately promoting the one platform. So okay. I, he really wasn't interested in starting a flame wars, and that's 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 uh, hard to find in now today's day and age. Everyone wants to start a flame war. So thank you, G Dog. Uh, let's uh, go on to a phone call we got. You were talking about that for doing an update. What about the Shadowheart series? Uh, this is Dracoma, by the way. You forgot that complete series. Uh, have a good day. Remember, the line for RPG cast is 608-409. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> he also forgot that number. Oh. Called you out. Called and you I out. sneeze on okay. the podcast. Uh, you'll probably get it See, it's not so easy now, is it, Draconis? It's not so easy to remember what the phone number is, huh? It's like, crap, what number did I call? Yeah, that's what I thought. Had to put me on hold, and you still couldn't figure it out. Oh, goodness. That was, uh, that's why I played that call. Is this the rub- This is like the podcast where we rub things in people's faces, but I, we don't want to start a flame That's war. why he called. <laughs> <laughs> he called to correct me on the phone number. He couldn't even do that because it's not easy. It's a hard number to remember. It is 608-729-4098. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, you can email us at board at rpgamer.com. You can email us an MP3 or M4A file at board at rpgamer.com. We'll play it on the show. What? Don't send me this mail. What? What? Who are you talking to? Board? Oh, right. Wrong person. Podcast at rpgamer.com. <laughs> I've been thinking about the boards lately. So podcast at rpgamer.com. You can also email us an MP3 M4A at podcast at rpgamer.com. You can send us a voicemail at 608-729-4098. And uh, I, I think that's it. Or you can go to board.rpgamer.com and leave feedback in the message forum threads. And that's where I get all the stuff I just read to you. So thank you very much for listening to that. And now we've got some news for you, including my most exciting story of the week this is awesome this is awesome this is awesome did you guys hear about this because this is awesome uh, let me guess awesome. something about a knee a no and a cooney oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right and so maybe something about some soccer yeah 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 no. uh, forget the soccer we already said the soccer sorry, whatever soccer if you wanted the soccer to work in the u.s it should come out before the world cup yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay okay, okay. <laughs> so so in in nintendo power this month and i've got the nintendo power in my hand see here's see it's got dragon quest 9 on the cover it's got big dragon from dragon quest 9 on the back cover michael should own a copy of this one i should go get a copy yeah, of this right now you should yeah you know <laughs> it's gonna have to be a topic let me later. tell them the story where where do you Give get me, nintendo let power me interject and then we can continue what but we could discuss that later. Carry on. There are what? She said. Is she complaining there hasn't about... been enough dragons in Dragon Quest. 
There are the entire of end of the last game was about yeah, dragons. Go there and you go to the whole dragon. It was shrine. the entire cumulation of it. Yeah, that was at the very end, and it was like yeah. Oh in other words, it was the most important part. Yeah. No. Anyways, carry on. Oh, well, I think Dragon Quest Nine has lots of dragons. I hope it That's does. That's good. Let's talk about it. No, we're going to talk about level five. Buy <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo Power if you don't get a subscription. <sighs> I have an. I have a subscription. What? You also meet one. Where do you get one? You go to the bookstore, Mike. I've never seen them. A what you do is you go on Amazon and you wait no, for. His... I've never seen them. I've never seen Nintendo Power in the magazine rack at Crossroads. Well, don't go to Crossroads. Go to Borders or or Barnes and but, Noble. But they're here. Oh, all right. I, I have to go. You might have to not go just around the corner. Well, I would go to Crossroads, and then I'd have to go actually to Barnes and Noble instead of to the news rack where yes. all the magazines are. Yes. Because yes. I would assume no. the place that sells magazines and no. newspapers would sell more no. of them. Mike, the there's a reason the video game books. magazines died, and it's because no one's even bothering to stock them anymore. So, no. They all have right. a whole section. They have the Xbox and the PlayStation and all that stuff, but I've never Do seen they, Nintendo. You should see if EGM's on there or not. I'd be curious to know. You Probably can have not. Japanese ones. Ooh, you should buy those. Be well, crazy. I usually buy cheaper at Wajamaya, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get this story out no matter what you guys do to me. All right. No, never! All right. Never! Nintendo Power interviewed Level 5 President Akihiro Hino. And uh, the, the long interview about his games, about the soccer game, about the Inazuma 11 game, about um, stuff in Layton, all that stuff. Last question. Do you have a message for your future American fans? And he says, there are several titles that I'm eager to introduce to North America, including Professor Layton and the Unwound Future and the Inazuma 11 series, both of which are already out in Japan, and Nino Kuni via Another World, which is still in development. I don't think it will be that long before you're able to play these games, so please look forward to them. <coughs> this makes me very happy because Nino, Nino Kuni, Kuni looks fantastic. So... It's pretty much. It means a, Chris doesn't have to learn Japanese. I know I don't have to learn Japanese now. <laughs> it means this is the sort of stuff that their their U.S. studio is probably going to be working on. And the Wound um, Clock is that the movie or the next game? The Unwound Future, I believe, is a game. Okay. Uh, you have to check. I mean, they're up to like five of them, so it's hard. I don't know all their subtitles. Yeah. I, I, we, well, we, they just announced the third one for us, but yeah. Yeah, I know. Which is why I'm like. We're if they're telling us we're going to get the fifth one, and they just announced the third one, that confuses me. Well, it means we'll probably get the fourth one, too. <laughs> well, hey. Well, not, since each game seems to get more and more crazy with its plot lines and what is actually possible in the latent universe, you know. So I thought the whole town thing was awesome. Uh, yeah, it's just um, it, the first game was more based in reality, and the second game had a much more um, metaphysical ending, so it was very different. Metaphysical. Yeah, I don't know what to call it. What? It's <laughs> getting metaphysical. <laughs> what are you going to call it? <laughs> um, Professor Layton Games. They're not RP gamers. RP games. They're not RPGs. That's the word. <laughs> Shut up. RP games. They're not RP games. <laughs> Phil, you play any of the the Layton games? Uh, just for a few hours. I bought it for my wife. She likes it a lot, but um, but you can't I, think I that around with it for a few hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too much brain. Off. Too much break. Off, go, sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. That's how I feel sometimes <laughs> while playing that. <laughs> All, right. All right. So uh, uh, in other news, did you guys see this awesome, awesome new stuff coming out of the last story? No. Not not like uh, the last news story, but the game called The Last Story? No, There's a game called The Last Story. Yeah, from Mistwalker. Mistwalker's new project. about this. Really? 
So they showed this trailer, um, and we put it up. They they put it on YouTube, and it looks fantastic. It's like one of the better treatments of graphics on a Wii title I've ever seen. Um, really? Probably because I haven't played The Conduit or something like that. But uh, <laughs> it, Don't. It, don't? Oh, okay. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> but uh, it looks fantastic. And and it's like it's like basically they put all the, the graphical shinies that a studio like Square or something would do, and uh, you don't see that often on the Wii, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Um, Did you watch this? You should turn. No, it I'm on. watching it right now. Okay, because it's is this a game cinema? Um, this it looks like a combination of cinemas and gameplay. You know, what it looks like is like uh, we all know this thing is more powerful than a PS2, so it looks like yeah. a little bit of Final Fantasy XII with more polish. Yeah, it looks higher resolution than Final Fantasy XII, which seems weird, but yeah. Why does it seem weird when Final Fantasy XII wasn't even 480p? Oh, well, that would be why then. Why wasn't it 480p? It was a progressive scan, but that was still in the uh, SD era. They could do 16 by 9 but they couldn't go up 480p 480. is... All right, never mind. It was more like 320p or something. Uh, well, uh, oh, do I really want to get into this? Um, well, I'm, I'm trying to... Do you motion control in this thing? Uh, I, not that I've heard. Do you guys have you heard anything? Did you did you notice one thing that's weird? As you get later in the video, it does a lot of the bumping into people in the crowd thing, like in Assassin's Creed, which mm. I thought was odd. So I didn't know if they were going. So apparently, you can't run through people's character models. So that's interesting um, and nice and realistic looking. But uh, I don't know what uh, what to make of it, other than it looks pretty, which I guess is kind of how Miss Walker likes to sell their games, right? This looks pretty. Buy it. So <laughs> I'm it guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing they chose the Weeb because they're just more Wii's in Japan. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I, I would assume because Miss Walker said the 360 thing. I figured that. They did uh, their 360 games, right? And then they mm-hmm. did a couple DS games. And they figured, well, we want to do a console experience. Well, let's do the Wii because I think you're right on because more units in Japan, right? Yeah, I think yeah, it was like it, we, we did our 360 games and no one bought them. And then we did our DS <laughs> games and everyone I'm, bought them. I'm going to go so out on a limb here and say they're cheap. a smaller studio, right? So instead of starting to invest in PS3 development, they probably chose to go Wii if if the 360 wasn't being commercially viable for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I wonder if this game is going to get attacked for uh, being too close to next-gen consoles and just not, you know, not reaching that level just quite you know what i mean so many people say like oh i don't know so man i i don't care about it when i'm playing monster hunter it, it, assuming people do play monster hunter with me grumble grumble um people kind oh, of dropped true. off that game it's time to fl- we need to revive monster hunter unfortunately no. dragon quest 9 is coming out tomorrow so yeah so <laughs> it's probably not say, though, it's... <laughs> 5.14 is today so yeah. bye-bye <laughs> on a platform not known for RPGs, this actually has me pretty excited. Uh, this looks, know, I was, looks very interesting to me. Mm, that brings up a good point, because I was sitting there, and someone was like, they were just out of the blue. They're like, if I was going to pick one of the current gen consoles, what would I buy for RPGs? And I was like, you know, I kind of got stumped. There's some for the PS3, there's some for the 360, and there's some for the Wii. And while the Wii is a little bit behind, it's not like I felt that I could just say, buy this console and you'll get all the RPGs you need. I think I would say DS. It depends how many you need. They they wanted a console. They have the DS. Uh, I get a PS3. Uh, it's maybe. swinging back to Sony PS3. for RPGs. A little bit, but um, I don't well, know. I, I guess that the, it's true. It depends. How much do you want those sort of, I hate to say, middling next-gen RPGs? Uh, yeah. Like uh, Infinite Undiscovery and Star Ocean. I was thinking more like um, Lost Odyssey. I mean... Uh, 
And that was the one that was making me waffle from saying PS3 because it was like... No. But then you Lost Odyssey is good, but it's not like a, it's not a platform-buying game. You haven't even bothered to finish it. <clears throat> you know, no, you probably are better off the PS3 because then you can get Valkyria Chronicles. You get Valkyria Chronicles, I know, the yeah. Valkyria Chronicles, and, and I was like... And, then, and you uh, get the better version uh, of Eternal Sonata. And better version of Final Fantasy XIII. <laughs> yeah, better version of Final Fantasy thirteen. But you get the worst version of Dragon uh, Dragon Age and a, and a well, worse version of Fallout. No, we're not recommending you buy Dragon Age, Age on, on a console, console anyway. <laughs> well, if you're just going to play on a console primarily, some of us I mean, don't have Fallout fancy Fallout and PC. Dragon Age? I don't know why you'd want to play either of those games on a console. Because I don't have a fancy PC. Well, well, they're not that expensive. They cost the same cheaper. price as a PS3. Yeah, it's cheaper to buy a, a cheap PC and put in a good video card than it is to buy a PS3. Yeah. Well, too bad. I already have the PS3. Money right. spent. Yeah. Right. Well, then I hope you enjoy shooting things. With you also have a 360, so that's what you did. Yeah. If you want, okay. So then you buy both, and it'll be cheaper than investing in a good PC. There you go. Problem <laughs> done. I don't know. Um. Yeah. I this is a hard decision. Um. What? But what is there on Xbox that's really excellent? Borderlands, yeah, Borderlands. Borderlands is a PC. Well, oh, that's on everything. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you have on Phil. 360 for RPGs? It's ex- exquisite. Phil Anna, mm. someone jump in here. Both have Agarest uh, War, says Wear Badger. Oh. <laughs> we said good games, good jeez. Vesperia Chronicles, <clears throat> right? The the Tales of Vesperia thing. Tales of Vesperia. Well, yeah, there was the Breath Tales of Death games. Seven. There you oh, go. Oh, there you go. 360 Mass Effect. Mass well, Effect. All right, there, there's Mass a good Effect. one. No, no, which, which no. you got on the PC for much cheaper. Will not, will not play Mass Effect on the 360 because the AIs on your supporting companions are stupid. They will sit there, shoot at the wall, and tell right, you Mike, die. Mike, Mike, Mass Effect Two, Mass Effect Two. All right, fine, fine, fine. If we're gonna play this console only Mass RPG Effect game, one. what what is there? There, there aren't that many anymore. I know they're all PCs. Disgaea Three is on PS3. Uh, Let's buy a console for the Sky of Three. I know. Um, Valkyria Chronicles. Valkyria Chronicles, which we already mentioned. <laughs> right, right back when we started. Tales of Asperia. Tales of Asperia. That's one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Trinity crazy. Universe. There's got to be something. Crazy, this generation Nobody, has been- it's been crap for console RPGs. It really yeah, is. I was about yeah. to say. Call me crazy. But this is- That's why I was having a problem with it, because they're like, well, which one do you pick? And I'm like, really? I haven't yes. been impressed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now you're... You're right. You can get. I all right, mean, all right, all right, all right, all right. We've got the halftime report. This is a great time to use the halftime report. All right. All right. We got Epic Mickey coming out for the Wii in our Go number on. five. So this is our top five games to look forward to in the second half of the year. So that's one vote for the Wii. We got Dragon Quest Nine on the DS. So that's one vote for the DS. We got Final <laughs> Fantasy Fourteen on the PC, and uh, well, this year the uh-huh. PC it's going to be next year. Then you can get it on PS3. So we'll take that as a half vote for the PS3. Um, Fallout New Vegas, which is available on everything, and hopefully won't suck on the PS3. Um, so that's a neutral vote. And then Golden Sun <laughs> on the DS. So, so yeah, buy it's, a it's DS. <laughs> Just buy a DS, dude. <laughs> a DS and a PSP. That's <laughs> so sad. Honorable mentions as a DS game, a PSP game, and a PC game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Four Heroes of Life. Like, pick portable. something. I'm like, uh, Yo. I, uh, what, this is the year where if you've been wanting to invest in an MMO, there's not much that you're going to be missing if you get sucked up in one. So just go do that instead. That's what I'm going to say. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, I'm sorry. 14 has uh, breast selection sizes. Oh, I'm, my I'm gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I, I'm pretty sure they call it Glamour. No, they didn't. The Glamour Slider. The Glamour Slider. The Glamour Slider. It's literally, it's literally a, a selector pull-down, and you just choose. Oh, we completely forgot about White Knight Chronicles. There you go. Big exclusive. No. It's no. <laughs> coming no. to the DS. No. That was coming to the PSP. It's coming to the PSP, oh, Mike. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. Sony crap, crap, yawn. I say, you know what? If you're going to get a Wii anyway, it's not a bad platform for some for some RPG action. You've got Fire Emblem on there. You've got Epic got Mickey coming up. Coming up. you got this last story thing. you got Monster Arc Hunter. Rise that Fantasia. can Arc Rise Fantasia, which I hear isn't very good. Um, you can do... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, no, the game is supposed to be decent, but I mean, you basically have Ignition, who isn't really known for their super special awesome translations, yeah. because the studio that they use is apparently very poor. Oh, okay. And they basically came out and were like, uh, between the studio that we're not going to use anymore because they suck and exceed, the translation sucks. Sorry, guys. We're yeah. just not involved. We'll make the next game better. So, yeah. Know, enjoy enjoy Arcrise Fantasia. Um, the... <laughs> the <laughs> What else can you do on your Wii? You can also do um, Monster Hunter, and that'll take you up a lot of time. Dragon Quest Swords and Trauma Team. Dragon Quest Ten will be on the Wii. Dragon Quest Ten mm-hmm. confirmed for in the Wii. five years. In five, yeah, like five years. Well, I don't think it's going to be that long. So I, really, it's like either way you go. As far as super super top end stuff, I don't know. Um, oh, uh, one we the missed problem? on PS3 is uh, Demon Souls. The problem I think mm. we're having this generation yeah. is that there's no one system nope. that has the, all the RPGs, or even the lion's share of the RPGs, oh. or even the lion's share of the good but that, RPGs. We know that. That's why we're having this debate. What what one has the edge? Who's got that That's, little extra I guess edge? She's right. The answer is there is no, no one. one. Oh. Unless you want a DS. I, I'm not buying into that. Someone's going to have an edge for some type of person. Oh, There's well, going to be one game that you... What about 3D yeah, Dot Game Heroes? I mean, That's how, also PS3 only. The problem is, is that in previous generations, we could just say what has most RPGs, because that would generally be, uh, you know, quantity would correlate at some point to quality. If you had enough RPGs, enough of them would be good. The problem is, is you have these, you know, you have like two really good RPGs for each of the major three consoles. All right. Here we go. go. Trinity Soul. Yeah. The the question (laughs) that I ended up asking when I started getting these next-gen generations, systems was what else am I going to play on it oh um I don't play RP- just RPGs anymore well there's plenty of stuff you can play there's the a ton systems. of st- other stuff to play in all these systems because most of the other genres are going multi-platform at this yeah. yes and no but I mean at the same time well, no, there's still a lot of stuff that each of the systems specializes Some in of them. the 360 is always going to be really really heavily on first person shooters hey, I've got your answer I've got your answer guys Nino Kuni: The Another World has a PS3 exclusive version, so get that. Oh, I'll get the done. PS3 done. done. <laughs> the end. Also, Atelier Rorona, if you want that, I guess. Um, Can I finish my thought? No. No. What? <laughs> the 360 is always going to be heavy FPS because it's always been marketed towards men. Yeah. The Wii is always going to have. have the did more- you see the E3 press conference? What? No. <laughs> it's it's marketed towards four year old girls now. Yeah. Did you miss that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new target about, audience. But the Xbox <laughs> came out, and for the first the like three years of the yeah, it, it was the Halo box. Yes. Meant. Yeah. Everybody knew it was going to be the Halo box. That's what that was the, what the Xbox was. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I mean, if that the, if you're looking for f- women friendly games, isn't that the Wii? Yeah, 
the Wii tends to be a little bit more creative games. But games I, you know what I'm going to tell you, Anna? I'm going to tell you this. Um, the uh, If you want to do EA Sports Active and workout type games, Connect uh, looks like it might be really nice for that. I'm waiting and seeing. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I was... I thought the Wii remote was really dumb when it was first announced. And I wasn't really sold on it until I played with it. No, it it, it is really dumb, actually. And I'm going to go think, with really dumb. Yeah, it's still really dumb. Don't. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't care if it's dumb or not. <laughs> I find it fun. I mean, that was my thing. It's like, I don't really care if I'm going to be sitting there going, as long as it's entertaining. So, so what do you do think? Some more. What do you think is more appealing to women? Um, a graphical avatar that you choose to project yourself on the screen during your fitness game, or an actual presentation of your current self, whose body shape you are obviously not happy with, otherwise you wouldn't be playing this game. What do you yeah, want to look at while you're about working that. out? <laughs> Women don't like that, from what I've been hearing. The problem is, is I want to look at my fat ass. <laughs> I don't know. That's such a variable question. Okay. I actually like the fact that I booted up my EA Sports Active and I plugged in my crap and my character looked thinner. Good. That was awesome. Well, I mean, but is that would you rather see that or an actual picture of you on the well, screen? Well, not even an actual work? picture of you, an orange blob of you. Oh, they're doing the orange blob? Okay, I didn't realize well, that. Well, the Ubisoft one is just like a big orange blob of you. <laughs> Your shape. You look like, you're, Your you look shape like you're being at a J-Lo. is J-Lo. currently wrong. Uh-huh. You currently have the wrong shape. Anyways. (laughs) Yes. I think we got a a little drowned by that argument. Kind of like the Drowned City that we're going to be going into in Etrian Odyssey 3. And uh, founds out that when you're going to pick up that game, if you're pre-order, you're going to get a bonus. Are you interested, Mike? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Force of Eternity. It's an art book. So bring it up with Michael. He's sulky. It's a 60-page art book. I know. I saw some of the preview stuff. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So you excited about Etrian Odyssey 3? Yeah, it was really awesome. Because Michael pulled up the page that they have their art books on. Yeah. And you can go to statistics and people accessing the art book page. We, we're like freaking twice or three times everybody else. What do you mean? All right. So you have to go to this page and they track the referring links. Okay. And RP Gamer is like three times the where do you, Where do you see the – well, I'm on the page. Where do you go to see – oh, statistics. Bottom right statistics. Oh, somebody forgot to blink that out. All right. So check this okay. out. Yeah, we Sites linking like to this publication, rpgamer.com. We're above NeoGAF. Woot! Uh, Woot! And yeah, we're like, above Joystick, Siliconera, Twitter.com. Oh, it's, it's in the news story. Click the, click the right. art book and go to the bottom right and say statistics. Um, we're better than Atlas itself. <laughs> RPG fan. Tiny. Oh, this is great. Cheap ass gamer. We're better than. I like this. Look at <laughs> I told you. It's like you know what's depressing, though? Blah, this blah, means blah. there's like 300 people who are going to buy this game <laughs> based on these links. There's not many people interested. So how many people didn't just like I clicked buy it now? You know, I don't work. even need to buy the art book. I could just use this. Oh, this is just twelve pages. Out of only it. twelve pages or sixty. If that's all you nice. need, then go right ahead. Should I? Does this have online or was it local, Mike? I can't remember. Uh, local. Did you ever write the impression with my paragraph of a farmer? No. I, I wrote my experience as a farmer in Etrian Odyssey three demo for Michael's impression. He hasn't put it up yes, yet, yes. but it's very good. So I hope he'll put it up. I, I did a great job. This weekend. It's local them. only, though. Ah, screw that. I mean, That's what I thought, people. but we'd have to double check. All right. So go check out that art book. So get an idea of what you're going to get um, by going to our store and clicking the link for the... It, it's the word here. So um, check that out. 
And uh, there's a cat in front of the screen, so I can't see the next story. Um, someone else help me. What's the next story? <laughs> you can't see the screen. Uh, there's a cat uh, butt in the way. What do you want from Dragon me? Age 2. Ooh. Oh, I thought we were saving the big guns for later, but all right, let's go for it. Sweet. Oh, sure. All right, taking bets now. Will I be done with Dragon Age 1 by the time the sequel comes out? No. no. Let's check the chat room. <laughs> do we even have to vote on this? Uh, well, all right. Well, let's go on with the story. Uh no. First first response. No. 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 Not even close. No. <laughs> Will he even turn it on? Maybe. People want to see my cat. All right. Yeah. We don't even need to know when it's coming out. We know Christmas. We just know. Right. Do you want to know when it's coming out? All right. It's uh, March, March 2011. 2011. On Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC. Now, you star yeah. as a new hero in this game. What do you think about that? You're not going to continue your story from the last one, it looks like. Or will they uh, will they tie them together somehow? Even though it doesn't seem like they'll be connected. Um, you don't. Know. I'm sure there'll be some way to tie them in because they have the whole world thing going on. Okay. But I don't think it's going to be like, you know, let's continue the story of the person you just made because you know maybe your person wasn't very fun. <laughs> so it's interesting. <sighs> yeah, you're you're basic, You're not choosing a hero this time then. So. Do you think well, it's going to be just like Mass Effect Two or okay. Mass Effect One, where everyone has a shepherd. Everyone has a shepherd. Everyone has a shepherd. Hmm. Okay. Because like, your shepherd's going to vary from his shepherd. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. But my shepherd was really hot, so I don't know. Well, but so do you feel that that was an integral part of the first game, having a character that you created, or do you not mind that they're going to change it up here? I, I'm a little upset because I feel. Not everyone wants to be the human, and a lot of people enjoyed playing the dwarf. My dwarf is dwarf. awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, no dwarves for you here. I know. I'm upset about it. I think they're taking out the best part of the first game, so who knows? All those, the intro stories were fantastic. Yeah, that was probably the best part of the whole thing. Once I, I know, yeah, that, I just I played them play all. The I the just game. played all those, and it's like. <laughs> so, yeah, it's basically a lot more Mass Effect y, just medieval. Hmm. It seems like even the, from what I'm hearing, even the action system, I mean the act, the the combat system is going to be more action oriented. Here's an interesting one for you. Bioware is doing this themselves, and uh, they haven't done all their sequels lately. So it's interesting they're keeping up with this one as alongside Mass Effect. So not not going to farm this one out to Obsidian. It looks like. Hmm. What? Matt, uh, you remember Neverwinter Nights? Right, but. EA is going to keep control of this IP. Okay. Oh, so see, that's what's different now, you think? Yeah. That, that think it has to be an EA-owned developer now for Bioware IPs? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Especially their, their, their two big ones. Fair. Is this really their one of their big ones, do you think? This is, they were talking about piece, this. It, yeah. Dragon Age was their future IP. They were going to really push this. Oh, and I, really no, no, that's so. what they said. But what did it turn into? Is what I'm. Well, wondering. so far it's turning into two games and a comic <laughs> series and a book. And you know, I mean, they're pushing it like Mass Effect. Well, that's just because they do poly poly. What did Square call it? Polyphonic content. Poly polygonal, polymorphic content. Polymorphic content. <laughs> God, which they didn't even do that. They well. didn't even do that well. Yeah. No. I mean, if they could have gotten books and comics and all that stuff, maybe it would have been more interesting to have polymorphic content. But instead, we just had games on different platforms, which is what everybody's doing. Yeah. So here's a game that isn't shown up on multiple platforms, it looks like. Guild Wars 2. I believe that would be PC only. PC only. Uh, we still excited nope. about this game? Yes. We are. Okay. Uh, they, are. They, they pointed out some news. It's, it's really 
middling news, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> they're not going to have dedicated healing or support classes. Yay. I, who cares? And uh, instead of dying immediately when your health points are down, you're going to go into a down state and you get basically really crappy versions of your skills while you're down. Um, and But you can still try to turn the tide in battle. Uh, and if you pull it, if you can beat an enemy with one of these special skills that are only accessible when your health bar is out of HP, you will be able to rally and be revived, basically. So, um, yeah. But if the enemy keeps beating on you and defeats you instead, which, I mean, I don't know how that's figured out since you're already at zero HP, (laughs) but however it's figured out, uh, you'll have to, you know, do the normal MMO thing of pain to get resurrected or having someone cast life on you or something like that. So, uh, yeah. Death, uh, Death I, Wars. Guild Wars 2. I was surprised yeah. by that, because for most of the time I've never been an MMO. Let's say I do get that extra one hit, or whatever. When I Let's say I have five hit points and I take seven damage and I'm down to zero. That's still about, oh, maybe a second before I get hit again. <laughs> I, I have to, I imagine it's it's more complicated than that. But I hope so. Yeah. Enough time to actually try and do a move, I would hope. <laughs> Yeah, so like I get this entirely new skill set. Oh, that I'm not... uh, I don't know which one of these to use. Uh, oh crap! Oh, oh, dead. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so maybe that game's too much for you. You need something small, something something lightweight to keep you through the summer. You know, while you're something to distract you from Dragon Quest Nine. Is that what you've been looking for? Well, we've got the games for you over on the Xbox Live. <laughs> yeah, maybe not so much. This, this game's not going to work. Uh, there's there's a new Castlevania coming out, which I mentioned because we do a lot of Castlevania coverage. Uh, I don't know if this one's really an RPG, but it's multiplayer. It's two dimensional. It's called Harmony of Despair. So if you've been a fan of the of the the Game Boy and DS games, you might like this one. It's coming out August fourth. Um, Harmony of Despair. Look for it on the Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, I don't know that that one's coming out on PSN. Does anyone know? I don't. I, when I I was watching a lot of that coverage because I was pretty interested in it. Um, so when they had the E3 coverage, I was watching them play the game and stuff. But they just kept saying 360. So I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping that later on it'll come to the PSN at some point. I'm coming crazy, but Harmony of Despair has like zero RPG elements. Oh, Manny, you're far away from your mic. That wasn't Manny. That was... Call me crazy, but yeah, Harmony of Despair has zero RPG elements, <laughs> wow. right? Uh, I don't know. I honestly it, don't pretty know. Sure it's, I'm pretty I think sure it's it actually does game. have stats that you can increase if that makes you feel any better. I really don't think so. I think, I think it it's does. just a straight-up action. No. I, just, no. it, it I mean, has look, like... let me put it this way. Let me put it there. If people were finding it a stretch to call the mainline Symphony of the Night games RPGs, action RPGs... This one's even more of a stretch. Ah, I, I no, I believe actually it has a lot of the same as far as equipment and stats and levels and stuff that you've been seeing. Why don't so we far. just find out? We'll put it to the test. Play it yeah. next month. We'll find out, and we'll all get online and play together. Because you can play as um, Jonathan and Aria Sorrowguide and Alucard. Because everyone wants to play Alucard, and they're all together in some big crossover fan fiction, I guess. Because that's how it works, right? Crossover fan fiction is like in these days. We have the uh, Dissidia, we had Disgaea Infinite, we've got this thing. I mean, people like crossovers, huh? What's going on with that? No one's with me on that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people into the crossover fan fiction? I mean, come on. All right. Ugh. Ah. I've got a cat. All right. No, a cat, cat just showed up. Um the uh the other big thing, I guess. 
uh, is that we finally got some good uh, indication of how good that next Fire Emblem game, the remake of the second game in the series, as well as uh, Last Ranker, which is going to have to have a name change before it comes over here. Um, <laughs> I hope. Yeah, you think? It, you, you rank... It's either... It either sounds like the last wanker, which is just no yeah. good, or you you come in last. You 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 ranked last, which I mean that's not a positive image for a game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm not buying into it. So we've got uh, Fire Emblem Shinmon <laughs> Shinmonsho no Nazo. I, that's not right. Uh, the DS Fire Emblem remake. It gets uh, 34 points out of 40 in Famitsu, and last ranker, um, which will be 33 points out of 40. Both of them pretty decent. So yep. look forward to those. I have no idea when they're coming out here. <laughs> I don't ah. think they're dated yet, are they? Unfortunately, um, I don't think so. Yeah. I didn't remember Fire Emblem being on the Nintendo list for the yeah, upcoming so. sixth year. Good luck. <laughs> Hopefully. Of course, I kind of saw it. Um, it's trademarked. It. Uh, Last Ranker is trademarked in the U.S. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So they're ready to use that wonderful name. Mm-hmm. If I can just have a, a go back um, on on TeamXbox.com or whatever, no. uh, this game features RPG elements in that you gain experience points as you go and level up your weapon skills and dark and light magic. Fighting includes a robust combo system, and the AI is supposedly intelligent enough to keep you from button mashing your way through the game. Okay. So. There you go. Oh, and apparently uh, it, it's been stated that the game may come to the PSN. And it looks really cool because when you're playing it, you just hit a button and you like you. And for the first time, you can really just zoom out in real time to see the whole castle and kind know, of see what's cool? going on. It, it seems like you can play it in that mode too. So yeah, just, you can actually. Yeah, that's what it looked like when he was demoing it. It looked like really awesome. Playing in map mode, I passed by this at E3 and I wanted to check it out more, but I never had time to because it looked kind of complicated to figure out. But um, it looks cool. So make sure if they have a demo for that, people try it. Look for that in August. Okay, so uh, if you had a choice of what video game to work on on yourself, what you know, you make a sequel to a classic series. Which one would you choose? Um, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. What about you, Phil? Chrono Cross was a joke. <laughs> well, that's still the series, but all right. No, well, I want them to revert. No, before, well, if you had a choice before. of a series for you to work on, which one would you choose? Oh, for me? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant one I wanted to see. No, one that you get to work on. Well, I want I want to work on more Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest games. <laughs> what about you, Anna, Phil, Manny? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon, of course. Anna would pick no, Harvest why? Moon. Why? <laughs> you make it fun. She wants a triple jump. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Need that triple jump button. I want to play the store one. Would that be fun? <laughs> it's there's an actual. It's, there's a different mechanic here. They might actually make it more fun. Okay, Phil, do you have a, you have a game series you'd like to work on to make a new one in? Um, I sorry, I was I was fighting the the cat that was fighting in the back room. What was the question? Do you have a game <laughs> series that you would like to work on a sequel to? A game series that I would personally want to work on a yes, sequel to? Yes, you personally. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah. Well, well. Probably, probably the. I like to see like a real true sequel to the D and D Gold Box games. All right. 
so a real a real true tactical you know RPG that gives you incredible flexibility. You're not just shoehorn into a couple of classes, but really you get a lot of flexibility and, and how you play out the battles really determines whether you win or lose. Mm-hmm. So you want Neverwinter Nights three. Basically. I want what? Neverwinter Nights, Nights three. <laughs> you know, Neverwinter Nights was 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 real time though. I, I I like the one character at a time. Think your way through it. As as one person, uh, I was watching a review on uh, Vandal Hearts uh, the other night. As he put it, uh, you know, a good tactical RPG is kind of like playing chess with fantasy characters. That's yep kind of what I look for, except unlike chess where you always have the same sixteen pieces and you're you you know you can easily make up strategies. Part of the fun of a, a really good uh, you know, game like that is that you have so many possibilities in how you make up the characters as well, and how you how you compose your team. Mm-hmm. But I, I do miss the the, the turn based aspect of it. Okay, maybe um, like Temple of Elemental mm-hmm. Evil too. Yeah, I would probably choose. Um, I'd like to say Final Fantasy Tactics. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people have tried that and failed. So maybe yeah. I don't want to be involved. <laughs> in Tactics Advance, Tactics Advance yeah, Two. Yeah. Well, Tactics Advance Two was at least back in the right direction. That'd be awesome to be associated with, though. A good good quality strategy RPG like that. Um, well, Obsidian had spoke their peace of mind. Uh, the, uh, let's see, CEO Fergus Ukuhart. I can't pronounce that, but it's an awesome-looking name. It looks like a name out of an RPG. Fergus Ukuhart. All right. He said um, he would love to work... Uh, if, if I could come across everything I've played, I would have to go with Chrono Trigger. I think Chrono Trigger was the one I really enjoyed. So um, basically the story here is that Chrono, you know, Obsidian's sitting here saying, we'd love to work with like uh, Square Enix and you know, make a new Chrono Trigger game. And, I and think Square Enix is like, where'd that IP go? <laughs> <laughs> we don't, do they know? Well, I mean, yeah. they did release it for the DS, so it's possible they regained control somehow. But I mean, they were saying before uh, that they didn't have control. I mean, based on Dungeon Seeds 3 and Alpha Protocol, um, Obsidian loves dialogue trees. And uh, as he mentions, there's a, there, they mentioned in the uh, interview that there's uh, plenty of opportunities for dialogue trees in Chrono Trigger. So how do you like Chrono Trigger with dialogue trees? Uh, <laughs> that doesn't really add up to me. That no, doesn't sound good to me at all. <laughs> It was more like dialogue tree endings. Do you want to see Chrono Trigger in 3D even? Yes, I do, because I love 3D so very much. I can't know how no, I ever not, lived without not it. not that 3D. The PlayStation 2D 3D. HD 3D. English. Oh, you mean like the 3D graphics, series. yeah. Not 3D I don't display. carry the way. I think yeah. it's kind of cute the way it stayed the way it was. I mean, it wasn't Chrono Cross kind of... Yeah, it was 3D. I know. Yeah. I, I but like Chrono it. Cross makes me so icky that I, I don't know. Do you want to? Do you like to see a two D sequel to that? Because I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. I just don't think two D is going to make it anymore. Yeah. I mean, we just saw how Golden Sun went totally three D on us, and that didn't seem too bad. Yeah, but it actually looks mostly. It, that actually preserves most of the look, so that's what's nice about that, at least. Yeah. Well, even back then, for wait, the advantage. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? It wasn't two D. What? Golden Sun One was like done in a in a three D looking style. It was done in a Zelda over your head style, except for the battles. All right. Well, whatever. What's that called? Isometric. Isometric. Yeah. Nah, I know the battles were kind of like yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, whatever. Awesome. Whatever. Blah blah blah. I have to I have to down a lot of coffee. Apparently, they want me to get coffee. Oh, they said I had too much coffee. Did you have your ball today? I am on my ball. That's I'm on the so ball. Happy. Yep. So happy. On the ball. I'm on the ball. Right, oh, there so, you go. Physics right. The true Fantasy Star 5. That's what everybody needs to work on. The true Fantasy Star 5. What was the fake Fantasy Star 5? Fantasy Star Online. Oh, was it? Okay, that's too bad. Yeah. Mm. Which has now spurred off 40,000 yucks. 
First Golden Sun was sprites on a sort of 3D plane. Yeah, for the battle system, I know, but I thought the overworld no, no, no. was kind of weird, the, too. For the uh, overworld, for the oh, okay. battle, it was more of a 3D rendered thingy. Shin Megami Tensei, someone says. Okay, well, all right. I, I think Obsidian is, uh, they've thrown out their, their gauntlet. Chrono Trigger would be awesome. Square Enix is, of course, probably not going to let them do that. Square Enix Snicker, Snicker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> we need to ruin that series ourselves. Look at, see how we've done with titles like Secret of Mana. <laughs> we're, we're great at this. We can't hmm. let somebody else do this. Yeah. There's a series that Mana needs to it's be just, No, it's dead. It's dead at this it needs point. Needs to be fixed. Chrono Trigger has has breath in it, but Mana's dead. It, it needs to be fixed Chrono in the Trigger sense that it can't reproduce it. anymore. That that's Chrono the sort Trigger of fixing has breath it in it because they haven't done sequels. I think if they tried like Mana, I know. maybe we'd be like well, done with it too. I know we would be if they try, if any, anything goes like Mana went, you'd be done with it. I mean, well, didn't Radical Dreamers kind of be like a questionable? You know what else would be done with it if it went like how Alpha, Alpha Protocol went? Apparently. Um, oh, Sega says, uh, "Let's let's speak very commercially." This is uh, who is this? This is Sega West Sega President, President Mike Hayes said, "Let's speak very commercially." The game hasn't sold what we've expected, therefore we won't be doing a sequel. You know this whole thing with Metacritic, where you have to be in the high seventies to mid eighties minimum to have any success. Gosh, I hate that. Uh, well, with RP, I, that's my edition. I hate that. Uh, he says, "Well, with RPGs, you have got to be in the late 80s. I and I don't. High. Does he mean like 1988, like in the Back does. to the Future? You have to. You have to get yeah. to. Okay, you have to get to 1988. He was, he was thinking about okay. Marty. And... Now, having said that, I'm going to load up Metacritic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says, and whilst we I'm had a good game, yeah. Torchlight. Yeah. Whilst we had a good game, I don't think we had a game that had enough to get us to the upper echelon, and I think that was the issue. And I'd really like to disagree with him, but you know, I was looking through like a top list of the RPGs sorted by ranking and. You know, a lot of the good ones are in that top list. So um, the question is, uh, how good is Metacritic at determining this stuff? Is it real? Do you guys feel it's a good metric of of saying whether or not your sales are going to be good? There's a study released this week that says uh, people buy stuff based on review scores. It's like showing an actual link. Like it actually makes a difference. Okay, but there's a lot of things that can influence people's decisions. Yeah, right. I think score is really only one of them. Like, you know, there's the whole buy me, I suck. I I think it's chicken before the egg here. People buy games based on review scores. Really? You can prove that based on not, um, you know, they their friend. Well, let me tell me. Let me tell you what they did. According to new EEDAR slash SMU Guildhall study. 165 participants were split into three groups. Those groups were then exposed to high and low review scores for Plants vs. Zombies and no scores at all as a control group. So those are the three groups. The participants then played the game for 20 minutes and were offered to either take the game home or take $10. This is, by the way, this is a classic psychology study. Uh, The players who have been exposed to good reviews were 100% more likely to take the game as compared to the group exposed to low scores and and 85% more likely than the control group. The study argues that such a spike can only be explained as a causal relationship rather than a correlative one. Hmm. <laughs> you may be wondering. One of them goes on. You may be wondering where they fo- even found poor reviews for PopCap game, a PopCap game like this. Uh, and uh, let's see. They uh, oh, they used mock reviews, so they had people write fake reviews. That's nice. Yeah, I would have liked to read those. Yeah, that would be fun to see. 
So, the, so they're saying that, uh, you know, uh, PopCap responded to this. They said, we've always known that good reviews are beneficial to game sales, but we didn't realize just how significant a role they play in the purchasing decision process. Uh, this study illustrates not only that game quality triumphs hype, or excuse me, trumps hype, it also shows how important it is for game makers to establish and maintain good communications with the media outlets that cover video games. Well, I have to disagree personally this is chris again i have to disagree with that that point about it trumping hype because if these people were hyped about plants versus zombies they would have already known that those reviews were kind of bunk before going into it they would have already been familiar with the game by now i know so I'm these people were these people didn't have hype five people that didn't know about the game, didn't know about the game. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's top cap you find casual people and then i mean you're you're wondering are you polluting the study with people who aren't part of your target market to begin with i don't know right because to find someone who doesn't know about plants versus zombies you pretty much have to be like i've never touched a game in my life but um the point is starting with a blank human slate in general here it, it seems to suggest reviews influence people and uh you take that in addition to the alpha protocol comments about here's what our marketing department seems to make decisions on we need late 80s on a game before we decide we're going to do well he he didn't even say t- they didn't make the decision based off the score i mean that's good at least they made mm-hmm. it based off the sales but it looks like you know we've noticed that if we don't get a score in this area you know we're done so it, but the there's time. also the idea that maybe you didn't get the sales because it wasn't a good game right and that's why, I mean, but but all that that kind of points back to the whole idea that the scores are accurate, doesn't it? Let's also go back to the point that it's Sega, and if Sega could advertise their way out of a wet paper, maybe bag, they they'd maybe be okay they with seventies. They'd be okay with seventies. Then they'd still need they, something. Maybe they could they? get an eighty-five or an eighty-two okay. and still sell a lot of copies. All right. So you yeah, know I'm looking I mean, up what, now. What did Valkyria Chronicles get? No, 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 I didn't get any sales numbers for that. Uh, it's freaking high. It's really Can high. And it got crappy sales. Yeah, Anna? Sorry. Um, how well did Homeworld sell? Homeworld? I don't know. Yeah. I was looking up uh, Yakuza 3. Yeah, okay. So Homeworld got <laughs> like a ridiculously good score. It got over 90% on uh, Metacritic. Conversely, things like the Sam and Max Devil's Playhouse episodes, yeah. they get anywhere between 70 and 80. They're selling like freaking hotcakes. Yeah, that's good enough for them. Well, like he said, he says this is what RPGs need need to get was late 80s. Yeah, stick oh, okay. Well, the, then let's pull up an specifically, RPG. Yeah. Uh, Mountain Blade Warband, 78. Dragon Age Origins Awakening, Mountain 80. Blade did pretty well, didn't it? It sold. It has been selling. Yeah. And it's got crap scores and mediocre yep. reviews everywhere. That and one's succeeding with word of mouth. It. Yeah, that's succeeding really well with word of mouth, I think. You know, D- Dragon Age Origins Awakening is at 82. Mm-hmm. It's not high well, 80s. Well, that's a DLC. Isn't, well, it's an expansion. It's an expansion, but... yeah. Okay, well, let's look at the original. <laughs> I can't get anything to load on this site. Metacritic gives me a gateway error, so I'm out. I'm going to go to game rankings. <laughs> yeah, that's just as close. <laughs> Though you Same don't have... Now you don't have the yeah meta- the Age of Conan expansion is eighty five. There is no way that it is that good. Well, okay. Well, what like is it. that? That that that's completely besides the point. <laughs> the question is: Are the scores actually working out to the same sales and like actually becoming an indication of what people are liking? Because that's what I think people want them to be. Is like, is this an indication of what people are going to like enough to buy? This is why. The is it lining up or not? Is, the, no. is it good? example because it had if not great reviews 
And it's also by Sega, so we have the exact same. I don't know how to advertise. So problem. here's my question. Uh, Yakuza 3 gets a 79.92 on game rankings, yet uh, they're bringing out Yakuza 4. Isn't that interesting? Because that's um, not late 80s. Yeah, but... By the way, don't... here's my fun part. Look at the scores. 9, 8.5, 9, 4.5 out of okay, 5, 85, but... 7, 8.6, 87, 8. They're all higher than the score that, that says the average is from. I don't get that. Here's, but... here's the problem. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about Yakuza 4, which is made by Japan. Yeah. No, so they, they announced it for here. It. They're going to make it and localize it. You're talking about Protocol, which was made over here. Oh, You're talking okay. about another project. Okay. But that's just, I was talking about Sega. I was trying to was stay with to Sega. Be, but, all right. I mean, I isn't Alpha Protocol supposed to be three games long? Yeah. Well, it won't be. <laughs> the end. Hello, other Shemu. It, it took it took long <laughs> enough to release it. It was like three games. <laughs> yeah, that was that studio out of like Niagara Falls or something, right? Mm-hmm. Watching my cat okay. climb down shelves. He shouldn't climb down. <laughs> I like. You made it, good kitty. So uh, there you go. I don't know. I'm just trying to get my... I've never been happy with Metacritics and review scores, and finding input like this makes me th- like to take the chance to think about it some more. And it seems like, it, 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 the way Sega's putting it, you know, the scores are... And the way the study goes, scores are mattering, and they are making a difference, and the sites are serving some sort of purpose. I, and I RPGs of- apparently have such a niche market, you need a higher score. Kind of yeah, I remember, I remember when how we were <laughs> becoming the mainstream market. I'm just going to respectfully agree to disagree with that. Okay. There's lots of RPGs that have junk scores that have been successful. You haven't named any good ones, though. <laughs> You've named, like, Mountain Blade. You're picky. I'm picky. I'm looking to name something popular that had a junk score. Like, popular, popular. I can't get popular. Metacritic to load. <laughs> yeah, Metacritic's down, so our arguments I was are looking. Dying. I was actually going to look for a couple of PC games that I'd really liked. Yeah, it's okay. We'll just, I think the PC things. crowd is just so desperate for anything they're going to buy it. <laughs> that that hey. should have worked for Alpha Protocol, too, though, so never mind. That that, that doesn't merit. Yeah, Phil? Uh, yeah, if, uh, yeah I've, I watch Metacritic, uh, Metacritic a lot, and it's definitely a, a factor. It's just not the determining factor. Obviously, word of mouth, marketing, advertisement, uh, the appeal, the general appeal of the game and whatnot, all all played uh, huge factors as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, certainly if a game gets a 95 on Metacritic, it's obviously going to sell better than a similarly promoted exact same copy of the game that gets an 80. It's just, that's just, there's a lot of people who put a lot of stock into those scores. All right. Well, yeah, but the, the study is strictly based on what do people think when they are told the, uh, when told the score. Well, you know, I played this game for 20 minutes, it got a 9 out of 10. Well, that's pretty good. Then someone says, well, this was actually a 4 out of 10. You're like, I, I think the first thing that happens to your thought is, yeah, because I liked it. It was fun. It had all these great things. It was great. And someone says 4 out of 10. is like, yeah, you know, the controls are kind of kludgy. And, you know, you know, you know you what it proves to me, Mike? The it, it proves to me that 20 minutes is not enough time to judge a game. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, that that is something true. that I want to bring up, too. Because look at how many times, not even necessarily on the podcast, but I mean, look at how much, how often the three of us get together and talk. And talk about how dumb some of these either reviews or reviewers are. And they clearly don't know what they're talking about, either because they haven't spent enough time with the game, they haven't actually played the game from start to finish, or even worse, is they're playing a game in a genre they clearly don't like. (laughs) Like, look at the Adventures to Go review that I completely picked apart. 
Yeah. It's like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. You were clearly playing a save game that was saved at the end of the game, and you played it for a couple of hours. That is not a good way to review a game. Mm. Or you played the first ten hours, and are like, yeah, that was good, I'm done. No, they definitely didn't play the first ten hours, because they were talking about the casino, and the casino doesn't unlock until you've completed the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oops. Nice. Well, that, that does kind of wave a red flag there. Classy. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's been a couple times where, you know, we've been in like the RPG staff channel and it's like, you know, Seventh has been railing about some idiot reviewer because he likes they to rail, you realize. Well, yeah, I know. But I mean, it, he actually has a point sometimes. And I mean, in this particular <laughs> instance, he had a point because, you know, he, he brought up this reviewer and he was like, this guy reviewed an RPG and he's a complete moron because he, you know, he talks in his blog about how much he hates RPGs and how it's his really stupid genre and how he never likes playing them. All right. So the problem is, is that there's no good filter on the quality of reviewer. Well, that's no, but that's one of the nice things well. about the, the one of the nice things about Meta, and the reason I personally use Meta a lot is because it's a combination of a lot of scores. So yeah, there's always going to be you know idiot reviewers in the bunch of whatever have you, um, and there's always going to be slants. I, I I personally thought Red Dead Redemption, as good of a game as it was, probably got a little bit more slant than because it was a rock star game. But at the end of the day, you're, you're kind of the averages kind of help we you know take into account the fact that all these games have some bad reviewers in there. Mm-hmm. Well, see that's kind of the problem is all these sites are based on the site. So even let, let's say our site, we bring up someone who you know just started. They write their first review, and you know it turns out that it actually varies quite different than what most of us would have thought. That still counts. That goes up in Metacritic. That goes up on game rankings. We don't, you know, people can bring on someone and then decide, well, they didn't really work out. But the review stays. It does, you know, people just don't take reviews down. So you have to read multiple reviews to really get the full view of what's going on. Um, we bring on someone who turns out, well, we gave him, you know, the next tactical game. And he turns out, well, I actually hate tactical games. And I just didn't mention it when you gave it to me. And then gives it a crappy score. Well, the crappy score still stays. They're not going to yep. take it down. Even if we take it down, they won't take it down. Right, and there's always going to be there's always going to be scores, but made by reviewers who just got the wrong genre. Kind of like uh, I got a lot of flack when I did the Castlevania. Maybe it was deserved when I did the Castlevania review because I gave it a knock because I got frustrated with the fact that in order to progress through the game, you had to find particular secret walls, which I got frustrated in trying to locate. And some people were like, well, that's a Castlevania game. You should have expected it. You should have given it maybe a, another half point or a higher score and not knocked it for it. But for me, that was yeah, a, like you know, a frustration. Yeah, like the grief we get over the Armored Princess. What's that? Like grief we get over the Armored Princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the grief we – yeah, that's, that's another great game. example. The grief over the <laughs> yeah, but there's a, see, this is the thing is like, you know, basically we have a big group of people that are like, this game is really challenging. And then, you know, we have the PC denizens on our forums that are like, you guys knocked it because it was hard and it's not hard and you're stupid and you suck. Yeah. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> well, I, I, I will just accept that and move on. And actually, that's what we should do. Um, because yeah. uh, Michael, well, what's the point of the story? Oh, I don't know. I, the um, low sales meant no uh, no alpha protocol sequel. Right, <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> we we went off on a tangent. That's okay. Um, closed beta uh, for Final Fantasy fourteen can distract us, right? Sorry, what? <laughs> so uh, the Final Fantasy uh, fourteen beta starts uh, today, apparently, for people who I guess were already in the alpha, and Bye. that's pretty much it. 
Yeah. <laughs> so later. it sucks for no, everybody no, no. else. They've, they've actually, um, apparently, they've, they've still been adding people throughout the two weeks of off time. Oh. So I, I don't have any confirmations of that, but that's what something they were mentioning when uh, I was talking to. Well, uh, they the didn't PR add people. me, so. I know. Um, we'll work on that. We need yeah. to get at least a couple of us on here so we can make a party and do some guild leaves and actually <laughs> hey, get A party it. would be nice. Yeah, let's join a party. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, party! You, you go harass Tyrone because I need And by the time I, you know, by the time I get you in, I'm sure I'll be level 20 or whatever. It'll be well, fine. You could start a new character because... Yeah. I'll just start a different class. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Um, and uh, you know what else is new is Kurt Schilling's new RPG, and it's finally going to be debuted. He's been working on a big RPG or MMORPG project for a while. He started a, a, a basic company called Copernicus, and uh, well, okay, so he's got an RPG and an MMORPG. I'm sorry, I'm botching the story. So they're going to be showing off the RPG project at Comic Cons in San Diego. Which one is that? It's like That's soon. soon, right? Like in a week or two. In a week or two. Yeah. And uh, Maddie's going right. Uh. Because <laughs> you had so much fun at anime, uh, anime yeah. Expo. So, so they're going to have the, uh, the the game shown off there along with lead designer Ken Rolston, um, executive cur- creator of Worlds R.A. Salvatore, and uh, executive art director Todd McFarlane and Kurt Schilling, which is like, um, that's a lot of famous people. So <laughs> that's, yeah, wow, that's, uh, that, that could be good. That could be really good, and it will probably be very Western-styled, I imagine, um, based on that, that lineup. Do you guys recognize those names? Not so much, but it's Kurt Schilling. It's like, are yeah. you a baseball guy? I know, I know. <laughs> uh, R.A. Salvatore is a big, uh, he's a fantasy um, author. He's done a lot of like uh, uh, D&D books and other books, and just he's like, he uh, he writes stuff. And I think he's done, He someone did like some comic stuff of his stuff, I think, too. But um, maybe the chat room correct, correct me some. Do, 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 do. No, they don't. Okay, so uh, uh, <laughs> Todd McFarlane did Spawn, um, and uh, Ken Rolston. That's a name I don't recognize. Let's see. Oh, wow. You know the Elder Scrolls series? Um, yes. Yeah, apparently he was a big part of that. So, oh. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. The artwork was He big. was lead designer for Oblivion, so, uh. you know... That might he, that he might, might be, be a important. good thing, yeah, important, yeah. slightly important. <laughs> Oops. We fail it. Yeah, Shilling, Shilling was big into like EverQuest two, and I know he played some WoW. He used to be on a WoW podcast that I listened to. Um, and he uh, so he he stopped doing baseball and started doing video games. So he's also got an MMORPG under development, which um, I don't think they're announcing anytime soon. The game is going to be called Mercury. Um, so look forward to that news out of comic-con and i think that's it for our news section so it's time for our picks of the week who wants to go first um i played final fantasy 9 yeah you did so did i actually i can actually talk with you about this one how far did i get um i got to um i was killing a plant in a jungle and then hey the, you're you're behind every, me all and right the, and then every place turned to stone and um that was creepy and I think that's where I stopped. See, I was confused about that because I thought that the airship crashed there. Yeah, so did I. So if the entire forest turned to stone, doesn't mean everybody who I was just talking to is now rock? I guess. I don't know. I was kind of bummed <laughs> Unless by they that. got out. I don't know. Because they only showed the one guy turning to stone, but I'm like, well, that was It's an old forest. game, though, so spoiler alerts. Um, I think they get out, Mike. 
No way! <laughs> I figured I'd have to go and save them all, and then it would be the hero of the airship or something. I don't. Know. I don't. I'm. What I'm surprised for is all this talk of mist. I forgot that mist was an element of this game. I thought that came up in twelve only. I forgot mm-hmm. that mist was a thing before twelve. Well, yeah, mist was a it was an, which is weird because. Even though they talk about the mist in twelve, there was never been a mist in like uh, right. tactics. Well, hold on, Mike. Mike, you're buzzing. So yeah, you're saying mist. Uh, you mist was uh, what? Well, mist is in Final Fantasy twelve, yeah. but it's not in tactics where evilist would be. And every yeah. I'm wondering if it's like nine is not an evilist, so it's like it's an element, but it's not the same. Well, it's just I mean, like, that's like saying crystals. I mean, it, it, they chose it to be a, a plot element, and I wouldn't look to it too strictly as defining anything about the games. Okay, but I didn't see anything in 9 that actually made the mist make you crazy. Ah. Like it was making Fran crazy. Mm-hmm. But maybe it only were some bunny girls. I, like I, I said, I think it's just something arbitrary they th- they throw in stuff. So there you go. I always thought the mist was just kind of like it's just really deep fog. I didn't think of it as a correlation to 12 at all. Uh-huh. Um, so, so here's my question. Um... Is it just me, or is the opening really boring to Final Fantasy IX? It's really... It's what? Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. boring, isn't it? I, oh, my gosh. Boring. That's just not exciting at all. I, there's, it there's, hasn't... Well... Especially compared to, like, 13's opening, you know? <laughs> <It's> oh. like, <laughs> let's fight war and I'll fight Crush Crunch. Yeah, it's like, all right, let's <laughs> I mean, yeah, 13 was, like, the uh, the Mass Effect start Even 12 yeah. had a good opening, you know? and. No. and Yes, like, did you were going in the party and like there's there's intrigue, there's politics. No, it's you weren't fun. into that. It had a better music. It had better music. That's probably what it was. Um, the it, uh, well, it, okay. it, it, ten had I you kicking a soccer ball, and then you wake and weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, nine has not pulled me in. Otherwise, I would be like you know I think a lot farther in it. But it's just I want to keep going because I know that everybody likes this game, and I'm trying to find out why. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it is. It is slow to to kind of get going and Mike, whatnot. Hold on, hold on, Michael. You've to... played this before, right? I played up to the middle of the second disc and quit and never went back. Oh my gosh! Okay, all right. Go you ahead, know that's Phil. funny. I did almost the exact same thing when I first played through it. I got about halfway through the game and and I kind of put it aside and never really went back to it. But about a year or two ago, I sat down and said, you know what? I I I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna get through this game. I'm not a huge the hugest fan of the world of traditional Japanese RPGs, and this is the epitome of such, uh, with its very turn based uh, you know combat, one person at a time, three character type deal. But our four is four characters, and but you know I got through it, and I was and I really was glad I did because it, it's got a good story, and it really picks up in the second half. It's got a bad ending. I like ending. the ending. I don't like the ending. I like uh, the ending. Uh, no, no, the last boss crap. I'm not buying. Oh, it. the last boss was hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it, yeah. it was bad from a writing perspective too. Oh, beat this now. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> what is well, this? It's Final Fantasy. I mean, I'm sorry if you're going to do the. No, it's the not. No, to not. The Final I, none series, of them have done it like nine did. None oh, of them have done it oh, like oh, nine oh, does. Oh, oh, oh. No. We'll see. Because no. I remember the. Here's the end of Final Fantasy IV. Oh, wait, there's a random guy in the moon. But there was a reason. They came up with something. There is no justification, no story, not even a sentence, nothing about why this guy's here. You gotta beat him now. What? What? It's not like another form. It's a completely other person who comes in and says, hi, I'm I'm your new foe. What? Well, he's evil and he just needs to be beat down. <laughs> he has a long name. That's why you got to beat him up. He's got a long name. Long name. There you go. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I really don't think Zeromus is 
definition was that great. It was pretty much, oh, turns out he was controlling me. He's bad. The, Go kill but him. The, the, I, honestly, Mike, I'd be happy with this. You don't get that much. Why don't you just <laughs> pretend? <laughs> just pretend. All right. Uh, Clearly, um, if you have to kill him, I also I also don't like uh, what how Kuja's story wraps up. So, but that's just me not appreciating I just, certain I just Eastern elements of storytelling. Yeah. So. He's mean and uh, and Dissidia. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, the uh, the game though, um, you know, I was looking for the reason I played it is you know I knew you were playing it and you got back into it and I was looking for a turn based game. With uh, I, I want a console-based, turn-based RPG, and I realize I don't have any sitting on my shelf at, that I haven't played, mm-hmm. and there haven't been very many released lately. Like, yeah, they're all the going past action. Couple years, mm-hmm. like the, I was looking for one like that's like Final Fantasy X, and I realized uh, Lost Odyssey. And... I, I hear you know, Chris. I will say this: I hear there's this really good turn-based series that you might want to try. What? Dragon Quest. No, that's not like that's, that's different. That's different. If you, and you want know a it. turn-based battle game, Dragon Quest is your answer. I'll be picking hey, it up tomorrow. I'll be picking it up tomorrow. That's true. But it, it does feel different, but uh, you know, I I thought there should be tons and tons of Final Fantasy clones and Final Fantasy Ten clones, and I'm not finding any that came out recently. I Where are they? In the Final Fantasy series, because every game is different. Yeah, but still, a traditional Final Fantasy clone should be easy enough to do. So, like, the last one I've heard of that was referred to as a clone, Fantasy? besides Lost Odyssey, is, um, like, that Lord of the Rings Blue one. Now, Blue Dragon, everyone called a Dragon Quest clone, except you. You're the only oh, yeah. one who calls it a Final Fantasy clone. Well, no, I think the... I think it... Because it doesn't have the, um... It can't be a Dragon Quest clone, because the way the battles work, and you can have AoEs and all that stuff, that was something that came very, very late in Dragon Quest. That was more like a Golden Sun thing. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't feeling that that was a Dragon Quest clone. Obviously, there's Toriyama and all that good stuff. But, you know, yes, I said good stuff. I'm sorry. I like Toriyama's artwork. Get over it. Well, you know, it's just all the same. It's It's all good. It's just all identical. That's all. It's fine with me. (laughs) It still bounces. I'm being told I should look at the the Atelier games. Atelier games. Yeah. I, I played the first one. I played Eternal Mana, and I liked it. So I should try some more of those. I need to finish, um... I need to do finish the Archangelico series before they get the third one. Hmm. That's what I need to work on. Yeah, you need to. Very important. Well, yeah. <laughs> I need to finish nine and thirteen. You, did, you, didn't, you, you said you were trying to finish thirteen before Dragon Quest Nine came out, and you didn't. <laughs> no, I was trying to finish Dragon Quest. Well, I can finish it today. Oh, okay, you better do that. All right, you better so, do that tonight. Thirteen's going down. Going down. All right, you heard right it. Now. All right. Well, that's what that's what we've been playing. I've been really busy at work. What about you, Phil? You have any picks of the week? Avoids of the week? I'm playing um, playing Bioshock. Did I mention that one last no. time? No, I don't think so. Okay, no, that's not really an RPG, thought, but yeah, yeah, it's not really so. I mean, you sort of build up, you know, I guess, yeah. you get a bunch of ego <laughs> in it. I, I don't know. You collect um, fluid from young girls, isn't that? Crazy? Yeah, that's awesome. What? That's awesome. <laughs> collecting e- collecting Bioshock. Juice from young girls. Yeah. yeah. You you choose to save them or to juice them, basically. To juice them, juice them good. <laughs> oh, this is gross. It, it, it's not presented like that. I'm being gross. <laughs> Do you put them yeah. in a blender? <laughs> will it blend? <laughs> oh, oh, will it blend? Girls blend. The end. Yay! Will it blend the game? We're going to we get need. a bunch of we're going to get a bunch of feds showing up at our door now. <laughs> kid, something or other. <laughs> just just being gross. Actually, it's just yeah. a felony charges of grossness. 
It was it was one of those uh, it was one of those games that <laughs> physics it reaction is that, about what I had. Oh jeez, it's one of those games I bought in one of those big Steam sales that I'm always bragging about. It was like five or ten bucks or something like that. I figure I'd sit down and that's, meet. That I is looked, a great price at, for Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sitting there looking at this huge list of Steam games that I bought when you know between the Christmas sale and the Fourth of July sale. And, you know, I'm going to sit down and beat one of these games. I heard Bioshock doesn't take too long to beat, so that's Good. that's my it was my criteria for picking it. The fact that it shouldn't take too long to beat. That's and uh, so far, I think actually I, I'm I'm thinking I'm at the I'm near the last level there because. Um, because yeah, because of the way the story's going and stuff, but yeah, it's it's been pretty good. It's got great, great atmosphere. I love the atmosphere. I love that whole '40s, '50s type of look that it has going on. That's awesome. Every game should have that. I'd like to see it. Well, in RPG, I would think uh, Shadow Shadow Hearts has that kind of look going on too, but I don't think it's done as well. I need to do the Shadow mm. Hearts. Did you ever you play Shadow Hearts, Chris? Uh no. That's kind of well, we were another. we were talking about that in, in the chat room actually when I was talking to you and Nick's about what game I should play. Yeah, that's kind of wondering good that, That's kind of traditional. Remember, it's got remember, remember I always wanted to do Kadelka first and never got into it. So no, right, forget that's my Kadelka. Thing. <laughs> I know that's what you told me. That's yeah. what I wanted to ask people who played Shadow Hearts: Do I need to play Kadelka first? Because no. that was one of those I tried, and it just didn't go for me. It was like, eh. you know what I learned that was interesting is like Kudelka was like designed by the guy who did the music for Secret of Mana. Hmm. And that would, and I, he did the music for it as well. Um, but I thought Kodoka had good music. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> but still, it's kind of like because I know when I asked Jake a long time ago, he's like, "Oh yeah, you have to play Kodoka." I know he. Spirit. That's what. That, that's exactly who I was quoting from. It was Jake, and like, so I don't know what was up with that. Jake, or <laughs> as readers might remember him, Google Schnag, Google Shang, Google Schnag, Google Shun, Google Shun, Google Shun. I don't know that story. The no. story in the first Shadow Hearts is just so off the wall, weird, kind of laced with a whole bunch of cultism type of stuff and whatnot. But I never felt like I was missing out on anything by not playing that other game. In fact, I didn't even know about it until you brought it up, and I, I did some research. But it wasn't like I felt like, gosh, there's something missing here. Did I miss like a whole game in the series or something? No, it wasn't like you just jumped into Xeno Saga Two or something. <laughs> That's an option. So. I could play Xeno Saga. You haven't done Xeno Saga? No, I haven't. I've did Xeno Gears. Yeah, it's not it's that that one's not bad if you don't mind, you know, having some I love cutscenes. Cutscenes. Yep, I love cutscenes. I think that game's for me. I love cutscenes. The cutscenes have cutscenes. <laughs> the cutscenes so. have cutscenes. Yeah, awesome. Just, <laughs> you're watching a cutscene, they cut they interrupt it with another cutscene in the middle. Fantastic. You, oh, that's fantastic. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I <laughs> They probably needed to take some lessons from Metal Gear Solid 4 on how to balance a good a long cutscene game, but oh well. Yeah. Were you saying Metal Gear Solid 4 balanced? It, it did cutscene. It did long cutscenes while at least giving you something to do, and you know that sort of stuff. Control the yeah, camera. Yeah, you're find alone items. on that one, buddy. No. That game, I hate that game so you hate, much. You hate MGS4. Oh, More see, I have... see, but that's why I bought it. It's like somebody explain what the hell happened in the series. Okay, and they did it. So. Yeah, like in the last five seconds of the game. Yeah, well, they gave you... Because they had to explain the rest of the series first. So. Oh, man. Dude, dude. Fist fight with uh, fist fight with Ocelot. Love that. Still love that. All right. Anyway. Actually, that was like the... It's funny. You love all the parts that most people criticize and hate. I, I actually liked that part. Because <laughs> I, right. I, I only like died once. So it, 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 I know some people struggled with that because they died a lot. So anyway. So uh, yeah, is that it, Phil? Yeah. Uh, what what was your it. pick? Bioshock. Yeah. 
Right. Bioshock. We started yeah. talking about Xenosaga and Kudelka, so I don't know <laughs> worth, what happened there. Worth, worth uh, Bioshock, worth every penny of the $7 I paid for it. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I thought I saw Bioshock 2 and for like less than or $10 or less recently. Yeah, too. I got that too. Yeah, so I might go into that one next, though I've been warned that it's not as good. Well, I mean, that's probably why so, you want to do it now, actually, while you're high on Bioshock. High, yeah. Maybe not. Pretty oh. cool. And it's got a pretty I, decent story, too, for an FPS. Yeah, that's what I hear. I'm enjoying it. Cool beans. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, man. Wait, let me get this straight, Phil. Are you saying that Halo doesn't have a good story? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I I would never say anything to inflame the anger of the uh, Halo fanboys that are out there. Not to mention I don't have a 360, so I guess I can't judge. Okay. All right. You can play Halo 1 and 2 on PC. Yeah, that's okay. I'll pass. (laughs) On a game, on a platform with a mouse. I mean, I don't yeah, know why you would be crazy. playing it right now. I know. Yeah. Is that on Steam? I don't think I've ever seen no, that. No, it's Steam. not on Steam. It's on Games uh, for Windows Live, if anything. Uh, right. Well, well, they, Bioshock 2 is Game for Windows Live. You have to sign up for the whole account and everything. Yeah, but Halo is Microsoft's little pet. You're not little gonna... pet. And they're not going to share with Valve? No. No. Uh, that's a shame. You're not going to see it's Steam probably on 360 not, either. Uh, Halo 1 probably isn't up. Well, I shouldn't say that. You should check. Anyway, uh, Emmanuel, pick pick or avoid for us? Uh, My pick is Paper Mario 1 on the Nintendo 64. (laughs) (laughs) Figures. All right. Can people get that on Virtual Console? I think they can, yeah. Yeah. And there is a new Paper Mario game coming out for 3DS, and I looked at it. It looks good, so I'm hopeful on it. See, the reason why I'm picking for all our listeners out there, Chris seems to hate Paper Mario 1. He says it has no charm, it it has no soul, it's boring, it put him to sleep. So all you Paper Mario lovers out there. I love Paper Mario (laughs) 2. Tell him how long he is. (laughs) All right. You you didn't play anything else, huh? Nothing Um, new? I'm currently playing Castlevania, the Order of Ecclesia, because me and Phil have a backtrack to do. Ah, cool beans. You guys enjoying that? Going through it again? I'm playing it right now as we speak. As we speak. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why you've been talking this yeah. week. <laughs> All right. nah, so Order of Ecclesia is a good game, despite my grumble about the, the hidden walls, and I, I, I did have to end up vacuuming at the end of the day to get through. But now, aside mm-hmm. from that, yeah, it's a very, very excellent oh, game. I died. About it on backtrack. All right. You guys distracted me. The crab boss killed me. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hit the – it's a crab – yeah. You have to hit it in its weak spot for massive damage. Yeah. Like someone go. told me that Thanks once. Just, uh, just so you know, that's how crabs work. Great. Yeah. There's crabs in 14, and they're going to go eat me, so okay. I need to go take care of that. And uh, Anna, do you have a pick or a void for us? Um, well, I definitely have a pick. Which is... Is it a sword? Yeah. No. Oh no. <laughs> no. No. So yeah, about That's uh, my avoid for you people. Sword. Sword. Awesome. About a week ago, Michael messages me and he's like, Hey, uh do you know that expansion pack that we were supposed to get like two years ago? It's finally here. You should try it out. It's like completely changed the game. I said, uh, okay, but if I'm going to do that, I'm going to try it from the very, very, very start because apparently they've changed all the quests along. Yeah, you get you get a pet early on now. Yeah, it's a cocoa. It is a little itty bitty 
What are you uh, playing? Teedy weedy peeky. Somebody's playing a game. I'm hearing game no sounds. No playing games. Someone's it going to play itty bitty chick games. Okay. With a little itty bitty backpack. Oh, it has a little is it a fanny pack or backpack? It's a backpack. All right. An itty bitty gather range too. Yes, yes. an itty bitty gather range. <laughs> It's so, meant to pick up items for you, is basically yes, how it works. Sword, if, for people who don't know, you control a party of three characters in Sword. You run around, you kill monsters, you have to hit control space bar and pick up all the items every so often. Or you can get pets that can do it for you. And one of the new things they did is gave uh, new people who start the game a pet to do some of the pick up item for you. So you can, uh, you spend a lot of time. That game is meant to actually be played in the background of your computer. You level up really, really, really slowly, so you're, so you're supposed to have it on all the time. Um, and so um, having a little pet to pick up stuff for you is very helpful. No, in fact, that's something that's changed. In fact, I was like raving to Michael about the fact that, you know, now that the quest system has been expanded and refined. By the way, the beginning quests have completely changed. Mm -hmm. Almost none of them are the same. Right. And so I actually quested like until I was about 25. I didn't have to grind at all. I mean, I grind because I had to complete whatever the quest thing right. was how long did that take you different few hours yeah michael what do we hit 25 in 20 minutes 25 minutes About well like yeah that. that's because yeah. you have an expert you <laughs> sit I, i'm on just the saying i'm just saying that's how it works all right i and mean how, this how is, is the how thing, is today's though. leveling going pause um really well, well I, would assume. I got up and two of my guys were dead so i was at 68 68 and then 70 if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. and I'm 74, 71, 71. There you go. Hmm. Cool. So, because but I mean, this I, is just because I know how AFK to level prefects. Yes, you do. Yeah, this is mindless AFK grinding. I am going to go back and do more quests. For people who are wondering, it's kind of like progress quest, but the rewards are shinier. <laughs> much and, and busted. Yeah, oh, so much but busted. um. I, I have to say that I like the fact that they've also adjusted a large number of the quests. Um. Before I found when I was doing the quest, the polishes um, didn't really match the quest level that well. For those that aren't familiar, basically what they do is you can get random item drops or you can do quests and they give you polishes and you turn in polishes into level appropriate armor. And if you're wondering why it sounds so weird, it's because it's, it's basically Korean translated into English really poorly. That's why something yeah. like polishes <laughs> exists. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a free-to-play like, MMO, um, we should yeah. point out for people who don't know, and uh, there's a lot of advancement, things that make you experience le- faster, costumes, a whole bunch of stuff you can spend thousands of dollars on if you wanted to. So, Wings, wigs, costumes. Yeah, Actually, you... that was one of the things that we I would just complain about, is they made it harder to get bonus XP. Mm-hmm. And that was just something, you'd just be able to buy a book. I'm like, I want more XP, I'll buy a book, it cost me like three bucks. Oh, uh, they, the I'm book good. is basically replaced with the pet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there's an XP pet now, but that but pet he t- I know like he he, he takes that pet, and you can't have your item pet out now. Right, so. and then I don't get any money. Yeah. so I, I know. Get XP I know. Money. I know. I know. It's 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 like annoying. That. They did they did make it harder. Um, the the game is great to solo up to do all the veteran stuff, but when you start going to expert and then master territory, the solo aspects of the game really die down. It becomes very difficult to progress your character no. on your but own. That's... No, no, no. That's not true anymore. Yes, it is They've true. They've added Mike. instant raids where you can do it with two or three people. That's not solo, they, is it? You, if you're that high enough, you can do it solo. That is not I mean, Chris, so, no, name, I, no, no, no. Name, a, name an MMO that you can do all of the high-end content solo, uh, besides free uh, rounds. Uh, 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 WoW has plenty of content you can do at high-end solo. 
yeah, but plenty you of stuff you can raids. do on your own. I, I'm not and saying I really have. To, I'm not asking to do raids, and it's but PvP, I'm asking. And that's I'm the asking for a way to progress my characters on my own, and there basically isn't one that doesn't take months at a time. There is one. Is yeah, except for the fact that that's the exact same thing as WoW when you're dead when you're locked to 14 badges a week if you don't want to raid. But I there get a one, badge. Though. I can sit down for an hour and get a badge. I get a shiny. The and you can sit here, down for an hour no, I can't. in sword no, and get No, you cannot do anything in sword and get anything tangible. You don't get anything incremented except like this really, 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 really fine-grained experience counter. So, so you, you made one-tenth of one percent. feedback. That's fine. Yeah, there's like nothing to keep me going, and I don't feel like I make any sort of tangible progress. And while, you know, while you're doing this, you're getting other rewards. You're getting gold and stuff. You're getting things you can do. I'm getting a lot of viz today. You're getting viz. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. And uh, how much viz do you need to spend something to buy something? Depends on what I want to buy. Things to things to progress my character. Um, it's to progress your character wouldn't cost near as much as progress my character. Yes, but they're still really, really outpace the amount right. of viz I'm if actually you, getting. If you want to do something solo and progress your character to the point you want to buy whatever you want, you'd hunt the angler and get the dragon heart recipe. Hunt the angler. For people who don't know, hunting the angler requires a day investment to find when the angler spawns. It then involves you setting an <laughs> alarm clock for yourself and logging it onto the server every, four every hours. time. Okay, so you have to you have to find you have to spend four hours finding when it spawns. You have to note when it went down, and then you have to spend to every cool. four hours of your life. You need to go and find uh, and log in and try and get the claim on that monster. So it, doesn't that sound fun? It sounds more fun it, than doing nothing. It doesn't sound fun to me. I've done it many times. It's fun. No, I mean, Monster Hunter, I spin up a quest. Oh, there's a big-ass monster I got to go fight. Oh, I died a lot. But I didn't have to wait to go play my game. And here, it's, you're telling me to wait four hours to play the game. And I don't like that. No, you can be grinding while you're waiting. <laughs> it's not playing. Oh, grinding in this playing. game is not playing. And, uh, then don't okay. play. Yeah. But, do you understand the points? Of, you don't understand the points. Of me. Oh, I don't All understand right. the points. I wouldn't be playing, would I? Right. I am playing. I get and, you, and, 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 I get and in like your points, Chris. I just four don't, minutes, they don't I'm going to hit expert level 10. And I'm going to be excited. Because mm-hmm. I'm watching my cute little number go up and up and up and up. <laughs> <laughs> I could just download files if I wanted to do that, Mike. You could, but then I mean, you don't. Like, oh, a number's going ha- up. You don't have the dress-up appeal. You know, I get a video when I'm done. Dress up appeal. You get a cutscene every time I finish downloading a file. <laughs> that's that's not Xenosaga. Playing Xenosaga. It's, it's basically yeah. the same thing. That's what you're playing for. Alright, whatever. Um anyway, so uh, what else are you liking, yeah. Anna? <laughs> um I've been playing Trauma Team. Oh, on the Wii. Right? Yeah. So I dove into the surgery guy right away and then I sort of bounced around between all the other stuff so I just finished the diagnostician which I think so far has actually been my favorite Yeah, I I was really Um, surprised that they added the OBGYN DLC that just didn't I didn't expect that oh no okay no so the trauma team the thing with trauma team is that you play different types of doctors yeah there's six different doctors so so there's a surgeon, and he plays, like, a regular trauma center game. There mm-hmm. is an EMT, and the EMT stuff is really cool, but the girl you play is a total bitch. I hate yeah. her story. So her her actual scenarios are really cool, but I hate the story. It just turns me off so much. And then uh, there is 
Level 10. Uh, congrats. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> I can't remember what Hank's specialty is, but he does a lot of uh, really fine surgery. It's different than like a normal surgery because it's it doesn't have... Normally you have your like uh, BP or your, you know, health bar sort of idea. And you can inject more medicine if it gets low. This, you can only make a certain number of mistakes and then you fail. Mm -hmm. So, and then there's the diagnostician who, I got to see a lot of boobs. (laughs) What? I got to see a lot of boobs. Hold on, I'm I'm going on Amazon and buying my copy right now. (laughs) You have to listen to their heart and their lungs and their stomach. Yeah, there was one case that it was like a total workaholic. And he was like, hey, can you lift up your shirt? And she's like, sure. And you get to see like she has perfect abs and she's wearing like this lacy black peekaboo bra. It's like, oh, man, when I grow up, I want to be a doctor. <laughs> Someday when Paul grows up. When, when she grows up. Someday yeah. when I grow when up, you grow I want to be a doctor. <laughs> but anyways, um, and then there's uh, Dr. Kimishima, who's been in the a previous trauma center game mm-hmm. and she actually does autopsy so hers is actually very similar to like uh, a telltale game where you have pieces of a puzzle that you need to put together oh, and okay. you need to figure out what's going on and you have scenes that you need to go into and click on nice various items that's pretty so, cool yes I am very much liking it at this point I am down to just the Japanese doctor who's endoscopy and her stuff is hard so far because it's a lot of precision work ah. it's also a lot of precision would you recommend people doing them a doctor in one go or interleaving them all um thus far i've been doing doctors from start to finish yeah um and that's actually giving me some interesting story stuff because uh for example there's a patient named joshua and you see him across four of the stories. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I played Gabriel's story that I realized who Joshua was. Oh, okay. Because he's actually someone that's relevant to the doctors in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it, so I okay. won't say anything beyond that. Okay. But yeah, there's definitely some creepy disease going on. I've seen creepy disease in every single doctor so f- in every single doctor scenario so far. But what ends up happening is is you do five episodes for each doctor. There's a story opening and a story ending. But you have to actually do all six doctors scenarios to open up the second half of the game. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So <sighs> wish me luck. Good luck. Um, and I should probably give an update on Disgaea Infinite for people. Um, mm-hmm. I got. I basically uh, did the same sort of thing. It's an adventure type game, so I did a lot of uh, putting together and rearranging timelines and and sorting out the mystery of the pudding, and basically unlocked the second half of the game, which is more complicated and is the same sort of thing. And there's still more mystery about pudding. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm halfway through. I hope, <laughs> but uh, that's progressing along and it's fun. And the storylines. They, they throw a lot of ways of getting characters in there that you don't see until you, you learn about all the choices you need to make in the right order and stuff. So then it's like, oh, look, this character's here now. So I, I met Mao, the delivery boy, and uh, who's from Disguise 3, and um, some girl who's the head of the delinquents, who's also from Disguise 3. You might remember her, Mike, but I don't know. Mm, kind of. 
She's head of the delinquents, we, so we she teaches to... people how to do nice stuff. Yeah, when we went to oh her the okay, office, I thought you remember? meant like we saw her. Right. Yeah. Oh goodness, Raz Razbarrel. Razbarrel. Okay, there you go. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't played this guy three yet, so. Yeah. Well, she's the goody goody. She's the one who always goes to class. Oh yeah, always... she gets she gets along with Jessica or whoever the the, the Captain Gordon. Yeah, she's such a freak. Girl. She follows so, yeah. the rules and she yeah. goes to class and she arrives on time and she actually sits and listens. Yeah. Like, what the heck? And then she does her homework, <laughs> Jennifer. And she does Jennifer. her homework. Jennifer. She's such and a freak. Mm-hmm. So uh, you'll see. And uh, go, yeah, good stuff. Um, I think we're done. Yeah. We should wrap up then. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, once again, feedback options, podcast at rpgamer.com for that email address. <laughs> and Jacronos um, will like this. What is the phone number? 6087. <laughs> you can make a jingle out of it. Um, then you won't forget. One eight hundred. What's the Empire jingle? I can't even remember the Empire jingle, let alone our jingle. Oh, uh, you fail. Eight seven eight six seven five three zero nine. <laughs> Which See, is interesting because that's a real have. number in Manitoba. Ooh. It's a real number in most places. In fact, there's actually. No. For a yes. long time, the phone companies weren't assigning it. <laughs> they have been assigning it, and well, apparently they, they gave up on that. <laughs> okay. Um, six six zero eight seven two nine four zero nine eight RPG cast. There we go. That, that's that, that's our jingle. No, Can we get a girl to do that instead. Six zero eight seven two nine four zero nine eight RPG cast. Hee-hee. Can we get a real no. girl? To- no. The end was the best. No, not working. All right. That's it, everyone. I guess uh, we're all going to go play Dragon Quest Nine tomorrow, so I hope you will, too. So we'll be talking about it next week. Um, bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.